A podcast? Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire areas. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we talk to Cindy, who's going through a bit of a transition. So we want to talk to her about that, help her through that situation. And it's a pretty common situation, but when you deal with it for the first time, well, it's new to you, which means it can create a lot of challenges. We welcome Cindy to the program now. Cindy, welcome to The Million Dollar Plan. Hi, Pete. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you. Why are you here? Help us understand uh, what we can help you with today. I think I have a lot of challenges. Um, so I think as much as, as far as I can recall, much of my professional career has been living paycheck to paycheck. So that's always been a problem for me. Secondly, couple that now with the fact that I'm in the process of going through um, a divorce. We've already been to court. So the last thing is just to receive the final um, settlement, court settlement um, decision in the mail. So much of it has to then deal with in terms of the finances and knowing how to move forward with those two things. Well, anytime you go through a, uh, we we call them relationship transitions around here, Cindy, that makes it seem Mm -hmm. better. I don't, they're divorces. Cindy, anytime you go through a divorce, you go from sometimes two incomes in one household to two incomes in two households. How many incomes were coming into your household when it was still one household? Two. Two. And then obviously now you're going separate ways from a household perspective, or are you one of those unique couples that are going to try to, to live together yet be divorced? No, just one. Okay. So, um, and then, so just one meaning you, you are going to live in the same house or you're going to live in a separate house? No, no, separate house. Okay. Uh, are you keeping the family house or are you going to rent? What, what's going to happen? So currently the situation is we rent on the, I rent on the first floor of a family owned home. So I'm staying there. The kids and I are staying there and he has already moved out. Okay. And then how old are your children, Cindy? They are five and 10. And you are 40 years old? Yes, I am. When we start to look through some of the the financial details of your situation, uh, it, it gets pretty interesting because your gross annual income sixty eight thousand dollars. What was it prior to your household uh, split? It was. It actually was double. So, about one twenty five, one twenty six. All right. So as we look at your long term savings, you have one hundred and thirty two thousand dollars in long term savings. And uh, all told, how much are you putting away a month with your employer? It looks like about $712? Correct. Okay, so that's uh, your contribution, and then your employer matches 7%. So how do you feel about your long-term uh, prospects? I know that what we're talking about today really is, is trying to fix a situation that's recently changed, but how do you feel about the long-term? I actually feel... Okay, I think in preparing for this, a lot of things I had to write down, a lot of things I needed to research, even around, you know, the life insurance and, you know, what does term means? I have both term and whole. Well, what does that mean? So I think I think I feel okay, but I just want to make sure that that is indeed correct. Yeah, so, I mean, as it stands down, your million-dollar day based on your efforts with $132,000 set away and uh, – 
over $700 a month going towards retirement. Your million dollar day is, Bree, bring that up for us, June 10th of 2036. So on June 10th, the year 2036, you will officially be a millionaire. Now, here's where that really begins to matter. Um, you will also, at the age of 67, which is general retirement age, have about $1.95 million. Mm-hmm. A net monthly income after taxes of about $4,500. But Cindy, because of inflation, that'll feel like about $2,300 a month. Really? So, yeah. So the, the main question is this, and I always like to work backwards if you've ever listened to the show. Can you live on $2,300 a month, given right now you are living on $4,200 a month? I can't imagine. So no. it's, yeah, so here's a couple things that'll change. Um, you, you currently are not a homeowner, you're a renter. So you, unless you, in the meantime, buy a home and then get rid of the home via uh, paying it off, um, you are going to have a house payment. But then we do need to consider the fact that you will likely have Social Security as well to the tune of about $2,000 a month. How about a pension? Do you have a pension with your job? Uh, no. Okay. So four or three, yeah, no. Yeah. So you have uh, your long-term prospects are okay. They're pretty good. Uh, the, the 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 big challenge again is you're going to have to depend on Social Security to help provide some of that retirement income stream, and somewhere along the way, we probably do need to crank up your retirement savings. But Cindy, this is where things get interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. you're sort of starting a new financial life. You haven't even received your first child support payment. Um, we need to prioritize how new dollars come into your household and where they go. Yes. And I've started to think about that. So what are your goals then financially? I mean, retirement, I mean, you don't get a choice. It is a goal, but what, what before then is college for your kids or to move into a house? What do we got? So I actually have a couple of goals. So one of them is to, in the meanwhile, is to pay off this credit card that I have. So these are, as I see it, immediate goals, to pay off this credit card, also save um, increased funding for an emergency fund, because right now I have $1,000 saved in an account that I'm calling an emergency fund, mm-hmm. and then be able to contribute to a 529 plan for my children. Those are my immediate goals that I want to do something about right now. And so how much will your child support payment be? 930 a month. No, $930 a month. $30 a month. And in three years, well, no, where are we? This is 2017. So in 2019, it is supposed to go up to 13 plus. Okay. And, and so as we know, with child support payments, the, the payments or the money needs to go for the support of your children, which... It's a pretty liberal definition, right? Because the reality is everything you're going to do in your sort of household is to exactly. is to raise your children, even if you move the exactly. dollars around. Let, let me let, exactly. What I'm going to say to you is, hey, let's put the $930 here. But what I'm really saying, frankly, is put the $930 towards the use uh, uh, for your children and then take another $930 within your budget and put it elsewhere. So do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to split hairs as to where the money's coming from. Does that make sense? Because what I don't want to do is if I say, well, use the $930 a month to pay off your credit card, technically speaking, that's not using the money for your children. But if you took $930 of your income and then saved it, then we're on the same page. right? You know what I mean? Right. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not trying to show you how to circumvent rules, but we do need to be careful (laughs) about how we talk about things. Yes, I agree. Yes. Okay. So you've got $2,700 in credit card debt. How did that get there? Right. Um, so that's been over at least four years. 
Um, it started with plane tickets um, to a vacation, um, and then it just grew to, I'll go to the store and buy a couple groceries. Sure. Um, and then that just became that way. So it's really over four years that it's kind of been sitting in around that amount. Is there any? It hasn't been higher than that. And then, when the divorce happened, did one? Did you guys split debts? Did are you the only person that got debts? Did he get more debts? What happened there? No. So actually, it's it's a weird situation. So really, within the past year, I have been in total control of everything in the house as far as payments for whatever it is. Okay. Um, so my income really supported everything. Um, he. So our money, our financial situation has always been separate from the first time, the very beginning when we were married. Um, and it ended that way. So he had his money. He did whatever he did with his money. He had his own debts. I did whatever with my money. Um, and that really credit card is the only debt that I had. Um, and that's just been it. So this is not meant to be a probing question, and it's a pretty easy yes or no. Did money have anything to do with the split up? In the last year, yes. Okay. So as you, as you sort of start your new financial life, which is still pretty fresh, is there something that you've been telling yourself that, well, now I get to turn over a new leaf, which means I'm going to do X? Like, what is X for you? I think X for me is just to get a handle on life in terms of finance and where I think the place I wanted to go that I really couldn't get him to go. Now mm-hmm. I feel like I have the freedom to go there. Um, and for me, it has been that. So it's interesting because you have some long-term stability. And I think, and I don't want to start uh, making big guesses here, I think sometimes when couples have long-term stability, um, they don't, both people don't get on board of getting short and midterm stability. And it sounds like what you are now seeking is that short and midterm stability. Correct. All right. So... I mean, we could go as simple as to say at 930 bucks a month, it's going to take you three months to pay off your credit card debt. And then Correct. the rest of the year, you use that 930 because you get your first payment, uh, I believe, in April. Right. So you got April. This is me counting on my fingers for those watching on PeteThePlanner.tv. Um, so that means you've got eight months re- left of the year to get payments. So three of those pay off the credit card. And then the other five builds an emergency fund of 4500 bucks. Is there a reason why that couldn't happen? Uh, no. Do you have major school costs for your children, private school or anything like that? No. Okay. So again, remember earlier I said when I talk about using child support payments to do this or that, they are really going to the care of the children, but we are trying to get about $930 a month going towards your priorities. Uh And then after that, then it really does get into college funds. So with the divorce decree, are there any rules as to who pays what for college? Um, no, we're, we both would. So 50-50 then? 50, well, 50-50, we talked about um, that the children would fund their education first and, or in, and in terms of uh, max out whatever loans that they could get, and sure. then we would support them. But that's not really what I would prefer. Yeah, and it doesn't really work that way either when, when it gets down to it. There's going to be a calculation you do, and if stop me if you know this, uh, it's called EFC. So when you run FAFSA, yeah. you'll have the expected family contribution. And so you're going right. to you're gonna have to pay more or less what that number is, sometimes actually more mm-hmm. than that. And then mm-hmm. their loans go on top of that. 
what what you need to avoid uh and i'm being very presumptuous by telling you you need to avoid this what you need to avoid is parent plus loans you know so if you don't play your cards right then let's say you're you have a 10 year old so by the time let's say 10 years from now you'll be 50 the last thing you need is to borrow a hundred thousand dollars on someone else's education when you're 50 years old Right. But but that's yeah. why that 529, we're going to have seven years essentially to fund a 529 at yep. 450 bucks a month uh, each. Right. So, yeah, let me do the math on this. Let me do some quick calculation to see if we start at, at January 1st of 2018, putting, let's say, $900 a month away. And we're going to do it. Let's call it for seven years. You're talking about having a hundred thousand dollars set away for college. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really is is the plan to, with the money. Now you know it's it's interesting. Your income got pretty much cut in half, which that's not very common in in divorce. Um, do you feel like you're? Yeah, li- we. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So we we didn't. So the only thing really that he had to that could to offer me was debt and I wasn't taking debt. That was his debt he created. So he was pretty much adamant that he created his own debt and he was going to stay with his own debt. And then for me, um, around the retirement, he was adamant that that was my money and then I get to keep my money. So we really didn't take anything from each other. Yeah. So it's, uh, maybe I'm wrong and please, please correct me. But even if you ignore the child support payment, it doesn't feel like your financial lifestyle is actually going to change that much. So here's part of the problem that I've had, and I know you don't like this stuff. No, it's okay. So all last year, so I had my name in an apartment for a family member, and that just went south pretty quickly when he lost his job. Mm -hmm. Um, So much of my income really went to paying the rent, paying all the bills, and to be able to keep my name intact and my credit and everything intact, which I did. Sure. But for that last year, it was just a drain. I'm not doing that anymore. So he's out of that situation. So really my mission now is about I have no money to lend anyone. I have goals and things that I want to do for me and my children, and that's what I have in mind. So when you say that everything seems pretty much intact around the finances is, Again, because the last year, my husband wasn't really contributing to the household. He paid his half of the rent. Everything else I provided for in the house for the children. So I think I just got used to that, Mm -hmm. being on top of then providing, um, you know, paying these extra bills for this apartment. But I was left with nothing for myself. Like, if I bought something, I felt guilty because maybe something's going to come up and I needed that money for, you know, to put forward towards that. So I think I'm okay in that situation because I have all of that behind me now, but it's just still a little scary because I'm not used to it. That's stressful. The situation you just told me, I, I actually just got stressed hearing about it. So oh, yeah. when that was going on, uh, you probably didn't have a lot of self-care going on. It was crazy. So as we get you back on your feet uh, and you no longer have those obligations to help up the family member, how can we leave room within your budget so that you can breathe? That is the question for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me call someone help else. Me, yeah, no, help uh, me to figure that out. So, I, okay, here, here's, let's get into your budget here for a second. Um, do you think with your rent payment being the same as what it was, mm-hmm. you now have to pay the whole thing as opposed to half of it, right? Yes. So I can tell you, so with the child support money, 
the, the amount that it is is that amount for a reason. So he couldn't pay the full guidelines. Mm-hmm. So the question really that was posed to me from him and the mediator was, what do I think would be a good amount that I feel like I can move forward with for the children and I? Sure. Um, so then that amount came up of a loss of his half of the rent. And then once the divorce is final, I will need to come off of his insurance and then go on to my own plan at work. Got it. So really that's how that money became that dollar amount. So is it fair? So, okay, let me rewind here for a second. What I would be a little afraid of is that um, your income and your expenses have changed. So that $930 a month in child support, it isn't necessarily extra money. You actually need that money or do you think it's extra money? I, I don't think I need, I don't. So the only thing really, again, is that I would think of that money that would be circumvented somehow is just the, the, um, the insurance that I need to get on my own. But I think even without that, I'm okay. Just based on, again, me writing everything down and seeing what I have. um, I think I'm okay without that. So really all of that money could really towards, could go to the college share. So the 529. Yeah, that makes sense. So how much were you paying for rent to save your name for a family member? How much a month were you paying for that? Oh, you don't want to know. I mean, it was up and down depending on what he had. I mean, it ranged, it was, it was 900 some months, yeah. other months, 1200 and don't ask me where I, I got it from, but it came out of my check. Yeah, okay. So so the good news is that means you've got that margin within your pay now. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, as we got going, questions about life insurance and you looking into stuff. What, what can I help you with there? Um, so we have... Um, or I have, actually we both have the same amount. So we both have $250,000 in life insurance. Okay. Um, I have whole and I have term and it's the same for him as well. Okay. So is that amount, the 250, is that, I mean, I don't own a home. Sure. I really don't own, like I don't have, I don't own anything. So is that amount, just based on that right now, is that amount an okay place to be? Yeah, that's interesting, right? So let, let's think of it this. Let, let, I'm gonna we're gonna go a really weird path with this to answer this okay. question. Okay, so let's for and, and, and it's it's gonna feel really weird. So let's say something happened. You'll say your husband, your ex husband died. Okay, mm-hmm. and you've already got custody of the children, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Would that impact you financially if he if he died, or would it impact them financially if he died? No, I mean, the only thing I think of is, which is, you know, what we thought of when we first went into that was being able to pay for college or something if something was to happen to us. But other than that, no. Yeah, so... Or that they have money. Other than that, no. I kind of feel the same way if if something were to happen to you, right? If something were to happen to you, they would go live with him, I I would think, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, they would get the two hundred fifty thousand. We need to talk about beneficiaries here in a second. But the two hundred fifty thousand dollars would go towards their college education, and then he wouldn't be paying child support anymore. And right. you know, it's not an ideal situation because mom's gone. But financially, it's not terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the beneficiary now? Is your husband still ex husband still the beneficiary? Yeah, we. Yep, that's part of the proceeding is that we're both beneficiaries on each. Okay, so you're going to keep it that way? Yes. Okay, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to 
dissuade you from that uh, as long as you both agree on that. We have to keep it that way. Yeah, right, right. We have to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. I I think, you you know, you could always have more. No one ever dies and then the people in the family don't go, man, I wish they would have had less life insurance. I mean, that's never been said. Um, But I can't imagine putting more financial resources into it right now, given the other challenges we're trying to deal with. Okay. Um, but you have permanent. How much are you paying a month for the permanent and the term? The permanent is where's my line. The term is sixteen seventy nine, okay. and then the permanent um, is ninety nine. The permanent or the te- the term is sixteen seventy nine. Yes. When did you buy that? When you were like six years old? That's we, cheap. No, we did it in two thousand and five. Oh, man. Okay, I'm doing the math. You were 28. Okay, that's the classic. Yeah. It's the classic. Was it 150000 of term? Or 200000 of term? 200000 Yeah, and the 50000 of permanent. Yeah, I have yeah. no big problem with that. I mean, you probably even have some cash um, value within that permanent coverage, right? It's not a lot. In the, which one? In the permanent? Yeah. No, it's not a lot. It's So, 922. So, I had... So, two years ago... Um, we ha- I had to do it over the life or whatever happened. So we ha- I had to do it over. So it's $922. Okay. Okay. Uh, what, what did you have to do in terms of a will as it relates to uh, the divorce? Did you guys have to do a final will and trust or testament? No. You might want to consider that. I mean, yeah. again, it may be I do. Yeah. just talk to your attorney about it. Did you work with an attorney or you worked with uh, a mediator the a whole time? Mediator. Mediator. Yeah, look into that because, again, it's obvious that, that your husband would take the custody of the children, but then in terms of where your assets flow, you need, if nothing else, to change the beneficiaries on all of your accounts to them or to your husband, mm-hmm. ex-husband. Um, what else? Do you have transportation costs or are those pretty low in your house? Uh, transportation cost is three eighty nine a month. It's a leased car. Okay. Um. Um, and then that's really it. Do you think you'll stay in? Oh, and yeah, go ahead. With the car, um, yeah. So the lease is for three years. I would like to stay with it. Right. Um, but who knows? You know, I think if I can save up some money so I can really put down some money and have something that's just mine, that would be great. Yeah, that's interesting. I uh, I I agree with that sentiment. Uh, do you usually get a tax refund? We do. Um, and to tell you the truth, I don't even remember what it was last year. And so you, I'm guessing you would split it this year. Yeah, this year we're going to split it. Mm-hmm. And then next year, are you going to alternate who gets to claim the kids on taxes? Yeah, so we will each take a child. Oh, okay, well, that's the easy way to do it. So, I mean, it, it is possible over the next two or three years that you use the tax refund to build up a bit of a car fund, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. And I also did so in panic, not in panic, but really in panic, and then preparing for you know the single life that was ahead of me. Um, so I had gotten an email from my bank regarding um, a CD that they were you know advertising, and this sure. is a way to be a savings builder. So once the account got to 500 then that money would turn turn over to a 12-month cd and that you can keep so at the at the end then you can then either decide to take that money or you know roll it over again but every time your account hits 500 dollars and another cd would be created okay 
So I did that as a way to um, have another revenue stream, so sure. to speak, and to help fund anything that would come up, like whether it was a car, whether you know we wanted to go away in, in two years or three years. I just saw it as another way for me to create another revenue stream. Okay. And, and so, I mean, that doesn't, that sounds weird, but it doesn't sound bad, right? <laughs> weird. It sounds a little bit weird. I it mean, it sounded great. What, uh, how much is in there? So I just started it. So right now it's $166 is in there. That's fine. I mean, and, yeah. I mean, I have no problem with that. Like I said, it's a little bit weird, but there's nothing wrong with me. I'm weird. There's nothing wrong with weird. That's what my mom has always told me. There's nothing wrong with weird. <laughs> Uh, so here's here's how I sort of assess your situation. Long term, there's still work to do, but it's okay. Uh, short term, I would say within by the end of this year, you're going to have some really good stability, right? You'll have a, a pretty solid yeah. emergency fund. You'll have one month's expenses. You'll have no credit card debt, and then you'll get on the road to saving for college education. Midterm, the only thing that really scares me is the idea that if your kids choose to or you uh, and your family decide to let them go to very very expensive schools you could be yeah. caught up with some parent plus loans that that that's what scares me 12 years from now even at max and at the, the full amount oh i mean look the the reality is um yeah. right now i think the the maximum federal loans a student can take out is like 30 some thousand bucks mm. And so yeah. then beyond that, then it either gets into private loans, cosign loans, parent plus loans, um, mm -hmm. and then it just gets hairy. So. Okay. But you know, so, coming off a divorce, your situation, I, I, it's scarier than it is bad, right? It's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's scary, right? But it's, it's, uh, it doesn't bother me. It's not bad. What stresses me out really about all of this is that credit card. Well, I mean, having, we're addressing it. You know, yeah, I know, but. I, I would say yeah. this, and, and this is, this gets into the, am I giving you advice on what to do with the child support? <laughs> so listen the I best you can on this. I would just say, make sure it, it doesn't increase your lifestyle. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. That would be bad. Or even increase your kid's lifestyle, which would also be yeah. bad. Um, and then here's the other thing. We have to make sure whatever that child support does to support your children, that yeah. it's an, it, it, can, it is removable when it ends. A big challenge when there is a child support situation is that if, if it becomes part of your income and your discretionary income and your lifestyle right. and that payment ends, it is a disaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it has well, to go to college savings. Yeah, and I don't, you're right, and I don't have any plans because, again, I think once I can pay off this credit card, I mean, the income is there. I just, I just don't know. So I think really the child support money is primarily going to go towards the college year. Absolutely. And I have a long way to catch up for the 10-year-old. The 5-year-old, she still has a ways to go. Sure. Um, but really, yeah, feeling that pinch in terms of I'm definitely behind the the how much how much can your income go up here at 68,000 or something like that how much can it uh, go up so oh and that's the other thing so that hundred and sixty six dollars that I told you about so we just received a one and a half increase in May we typically oh. get three percent increase yearly so we had one and a half last year and then the other one and a half came in January 
So that $83 difference is the money that I used to create or to open up this CD because I didn't want to put that money into the mix of the regular money that I spent. So that was really a way for me not to, to live without that money it or just, to plan something differently for that money. It just got less weird. That's great. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes all the sense because then that way you didn't grow your lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what other questions do you have for me as we begin to wrap up here? Um, so my children also have a life insurance policy, okay. which I don't have any problems with. I mean, that sure. could remain whatever it is. So they have small um, savings accounts. And do you think it's not much? One has 245 and the other one has $29 mm-hmm. in there. So should I take that money or leave that money where it is? Because really my plan was to contribute, I'm putting on my ear quotes, contribute $50 to each account. But should I really take that money and put it towards the 529 Um, uh, I would leave the money that's already there just alone. I mean, I just, okay. I just, I'm in the same situation. My kids have got random savings accounts yeah. that you sort of take out at some point. And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, why did I do that? Uh, uh, but then we have, you know, we going forward, all of our money towards them goes towards the 529s so, and not yeah. towards the savings account. Just don't put any more money in the savings accounts, but you can leave them alone. Okay. Just leave it alone and let it grow, whatever it's going to grow to. Yeah, I would make sure you're not getting monthly fees, though, because banks have a sneaky way of if you don't contribute, yeah. they start docking you money, which is stupid. But. Oh, okay. And then the only other thing is, so all of the problems that I went through last year were having to pay for this other apartment. Sure. That took away money that I was using towards, um, like, my time in at church. Okay. And that's something that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to start doing that again. So it, I haven't done it for this year so far, and it doesn't make sense unless I can catch up because I'm a full 10% tithe pair, which is important. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to get to a point, back to a point where I can do that. Um, I don't see how I can do it now. Yeah. But next year? Yeah, I mean... I I don't know. Here's how I always weigh in on stuff like this. My job isn't to... uh, Well, frankly, my job is to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish. So I don't weigh in on whether you should or shouldn't. It's none of my business. But what I would say is it's not all or nothing as you get back in that game. I mean, you can peel off a couple percent, then crank it up a couple percent, and then until you get where you want to go. I think waiting until you can do a full 10, I don't, I mean, I don't even know the point of waiting. Like if it's important to you, break off one or two percent and then just crank it up along the way. Yeah, I won't get into why. Well, that's, that's fine. being a full is, no, hey, look, okay. that's why I say I don't weigh in too much on yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you would hope. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing, so then you're, in terms of then retirement, you're saying leave it alone right now. Like, don't contribute anymore right now? I, I think you've got other priorities now. I mean, okay. I, I think this is how I always go on this. If I were you, I would keep doing what I'm doing on my, my 403B and I would focus on some of my shorter term priorities, credit card, okay. savings, and getting college started and tithing, frankly, okay. if that's a priority for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm looking over my spreadsheet quickly and I think that's <laughs> it. All right. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to uh, email me if there's any changes and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you for your time.
My pleasure. Now, if you want to be on the Million Dollar Plan, be on the Million Dollar Plan, go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. We'd love to have you. Until next time, I'm Pete the Planner. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the swiftest financial planning device. Consult Avancial Divisor. Release from Everest. The fresh is fresh. And you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing. So amazing. I'm the reason. Uh. Salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, this I adjourn, beats I burn, 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 I